This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. No my Heidi my Kohana Tokuingwa and you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. It's the seventy second episode today and uh, I'm doing something bold to celebrate. Pun very much intended. Uh, my boys from Bold, Ray Powell and Nick Bray, are back on the show to talk about their upcoming season of Assassins, which is due to be opening at the Meteor next week, December 10th to 18th. Now, if you're feeling a sense of deja vu right now, then I can confirm that this is uh, low-key history repeating itself. Um, we were in this situation a few months ago, weren't we, guys? Yes. <laughs> we've, we've been here and yes. done which, and ma- which I did have second thoughts about coming back again, you know. Oh, yeah. Starting to feel a bit desperate. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Yeah. So um, to summarise, uh, Assassins was due to open uh, in August, and so I had uh, Ray and Nick on. And then that night, as the mm. show was airing, yes. a um, COVID media conference was happening and it was announced that we yeah, were going almost straight away yeah it was like this show finished yeah. and then a press conference started at Amazing. six and wow. it was announced that we were going into like level four or level three and um ray's dreams were crushed <laughs> <laughs> my dreams were put on hold should yeah we put it that way yeah. and uh this isn't the first time old um covid19 has uh given you guys a Bit of a time. <laughs> exactly. Um, August last year was when we were meant to to uh, happen, hit the stage. But of course, that was when COVID sort of first arrived and things got a bit nasty. So we, we cancelled quite early. Um, I think we'd cast the show. But no, I don't think we'd started rehearsals. Whereas um, this August, we were yeah. What? You're a week out. I think we a week out. So close. Yes, it was mm. I think that weekend. We were packing into the theatre. Yeah, which we are doing this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so history repeating itself. Um, every finger on my hand is crossed right now, mm. and if anything happens, it's not me, guys. <laughs> it's not my fault. But no, actually, I was saying to Ray before um, the show started, or I guess Ray was saying to me that this time round things are moving the other way because uh, we've got the orange light, which is great because now there is no limit. So up to now, we've been saying, oh, this night sold out, this night sold out. So people are going, oh, that's not, I wanted to go, and they can't anymore. Whereas now that we've got Orange, we can, we've released more seats actually today. So you've yeah. got the scoop on this. I do. The news is just out. So, yeah, we've got seats available for all performances now, including opening night if you want to join us. Um, 
just jump on the Meteor's website and book away. So, yeah. yeah, it's a weird feeling literally in the last, like, it's literally been in the last two hours that um, Assassin shows went from being sold out to um, having seats available. It's kind of like reverse what is the usual because normally it's like, yeah. But um, it's great that you guys have been able to up your capacity because it means that, you know, people who had missed out now have the chance to get amongst it. And especially because there isn't that much kind of um, going on theatre-wise um, in December in Kirikiri because so many shows have mm. had to cancel. Yeah, exactly. All been postponed until yeah. next year. So. Good old COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually... On the topic of Assassins, which is basically today's entire episode, um, I figure now is a better time than ever to ask um, for a little bit of info about the show. Like, obviously, don't get too spoilery. I'm probably going to direct this at Nick. As a musical director, you'll have a pretty clear idea of what's going on by now. Yeah, I think so. Um, so it's a, it's what sometimes been described as a concept musical and mm. that it's not necessarily a nice kind of you know fairy tale story that has a beginning and middle and end but it's kind of this um fictional uh imaginary purgatory where all of the people who have tried to assassinate the president of the united states um throughout history they all converge and meet in this space, um, which is kind of conceived as like a sort of a um, derelict fairground carnival kind of area. And sort of one by one, they retell their story. So it's kind of jumping in and out of history and this, you know, imagined present time. Um, and at the heart of the story is kind of looking at these people and and you know criticizing their motives and you know why they would try and kill someone or why they did kill someone while also showing how those characters were very much bound up with the America of their time and so it's sort of really it is both critiquing the people who did those horrible acts as well as the America and the American dream that um, led them to to want to do that. And so it has this lovely kind of tension between, you know, good and evil and, um, you know, the idea that people are, you know, um, born to do something versus made to do something mm. by their environment and... Um, so it's got that. It's also a very funny show. Lots of dark humour in terms of the the characters. They're all slightly wacky, <laughs> caricatured portrayals. Well, maybe they're not caricatured portrayals. Maybe these character these people were actually wacky back in the day. Um, and so it's got this, yeah, lovely dark humour running through it as well. Yeah, that whole uh, twisted American dream hmm. type thing. I just want to point out that was a really good kind of. Summary of Assassins without giving away the plot of Assassins. <laughs> no, like, honestly, it's it's a great job. I mean, I really should be comparing about how you summarised the show last time you yeah, asked the ticket. Should, should be seeing if you're doing better or doing yeah. worse. But, um, no, definitely not your kind of usual musical experience, but uh, definitely one worth having, I would say. 
Yeah, I think it's what it's a show that um, you know, this, if you were to sort of put a really um, kind of crude distinction, it's probably more of an actor's musical than a a, a spectacular song mm. and dance musical. But and then at the same time, as you know, Sondheim being the very clever writer. Um, you know, there's also that kind of more traditional musical theatre style coming through a number of the songs. So it's not as if it's just for actors or um, that there won't there aren't sort of moments of more pure entertainment in it. Mm. It's often that the the more beautiful or pure songs kind of have a really dark undertone to them, and then the the really dark songs or dark moments have a sense of I don't know poetic beauty or something whatever you want to call it to them as well so again it sort of always has that tension or that double-sidedness get a show that does both guys yeah but um no it's a Stephen Sondheim and um for those of you who are unaware he uh recently uh passed away uh this weekend the news dropped and so it's it's kind of fitting I guess that um well, not fitting it. I just think uh, what a coincidence, you know. Mm. One of the greatest musical writing talents um, on this planet passes away, and here in little old, little old Hamilton is a um, local theatre company staging Assassins. Um, and actually, before the show started, Ray and I were talking about leaving a seat for Mr. Sondheim. I think <laughs> you should. He'd, he'll be keen to pop in. Mm. But um, considering, uh, you know that uh, Stephen recently uh, passed away and that last time you guys were on That's the Ticket I played quite a few um, Assassin's tracks Uh, today I thought it would be more appropriate to kind of do some Sondheim hits Um, you know because it's it's on theme right Mm -hmm. and there's so many to choose from I was like oh yeah this will be easy and then next minute I spent the whole weekend just like (laughs) binging Sondheim because I'm like oh I didn't realise he did this show but yeah, he's done. He's done everything: Assassins, West Side Story, um, Gypsy, Into the Woods, Follies, and so I'm going to play a personal favourite of mine now. It's a song from Follies. It's called "Losing My Mind," and this version is performed by Amelda Staunton, who some people may know as the person who played Professor Umbridge in uh, the Harry Potter films. <laughs> So uh, there we go. A little something for my uh, theatre nerds and uh, Harry Potter nerds. So enjoy, guys. Some 
Sometimes I stand in the middle of the floor Not going left Not going right I dim the lights And think about you Spent sleepless nights To think about you You said you Or were you just being kind? Or am I losing my mind? I want you so It's like I'm losing my mind It's like I'm losing my mind All afternoon doing every little chore The thought of you stays bright Sometimes I stand in the middle of the floor was the Sondheim classic Losing My Mind from uh, Follies performed by Amelda Staunton. You're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. And uh, my bold boys are back. Uh, Ray Powell and Nick Bray from Bold Theatre are here uh, giving me the inside scoop on Assassins. A um, couple of hot takes actually in that first um part of the show uh ray gave me the scoop i've been dreaming of um (laughs) that assassins were able to release more tickets um with uh the waikato moving into the orange traffic light setting which means there are now more tickets available for every single show so um up until about a couple of hours ago opening night and several other um, shows were sold out but now there's been some extra seats so um Get amongst it at themeteor.co.nz if you want that opening night experience, especially fam. But um, 
to the topic at hand, um, the assassins. And I say the assassins because I'm going to ask you about some of your assassins in the show. <laughs> no, that was a uh, my attempt at a segue into uh, asking about some of the cool uh, creative people you have involved in the show. Lots of yeah. Cool yeah I'm like, yeah, where to start? Yeah, what, what can <laughs> we tell you? Um, I mean, I guess we can start with surprise. One of them is Nick Bray. Um, M. Loki, uh, musical directing the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And, um, Doing an awesome job. Very happy to be um, working alongside Kyle Chuan, who is director, um, who obviously done a lot of teaching with and other various collaborative creative ventures over the last few years. And I think, um, I think for Kyle, this has been a sort of a pet project mm. or a mm. wish list project yeah, I think so. for, yeah. for a number of years. So um, it's been awesome to have him um, be so fully invested at a creative level in this um, in this project and having a, a really strong sense of vision as to um, what he, how he wants it to play out. And so it's been neat to kind of, I guess, as the MD is sort of, sitting there watching it all unfold um, as it's happening on the rehearsal floor and it's great to to sort of see that vision come to life and see the actors bring it to life. I mean, it's a pretty committed team across the board because it's been like almost two years in the making this show. Um, Ray, you've produced it like three times. (laughs) (laughs) You'd think we'd know what we're doing by now. Yeah. um, But no, the the cast have stuck with us all but one Mm -hmm. from, from day one have come through, which is really cool. So there's nine of them. Uh, we've got a cool mixture. There's like um, old favourites that we all know. Um, Benny Marama, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Wilkinson, Michael oh, Williams. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got some newbies. So we've got a couple of students from WinTech. Um, mm. But the cool thing about this musical is everybody gets their moment. Mm. You know, a lot of musicals, you know, the new person comes along and they're standing at the back in the chorus or they, they say one line or something. Whereas this one, each character, each, each actor has a character. And each character in this show tells their story. So they get to do their bit, they get to sing their song, they get their... It's a real ensemble piece. It, it is. It, yeah. And and everybody shines and gets their moment to shine. Which and I, is, which and is I think it's, it's really nice in that all of the characters are so um, different in their personality and their quirks mm. and what they embody. So it sort of allows, or it has allowed the nine different actors to kind of grab hold of their character and meld it to their, you know, their own personality and their own style. Um, And so it sort of always felt like a really happy match between the the actors and and the characters that they're Mm. playing, which is, is really enjoyable to watch because it's not trying to sort of fit nine actors into... A particular mould of um, yeah. of the show, so much as have them find those characters. And the, and the cool thing is, like, um, you'll go and you'll know some of the characters. Of course, there's the well-known ones like um, John Wilkes Booth, um, Lee Harvey Oswald, John Hinckley Jr. You know, mm. we all sort of know a little bit about their stories, but there's others as well from way back. You know, it seems that it happens quite a bit. Somebody <laughs> wants to kill the US president or give it a go, or yeah, uh, um, yeah. It's educational in a sense because it's it's based on real people yep. and real events that happened. 
um, which isn't something that's often covered in musicals, or at least when it is, there's kind of creative license. I mean, I I said it's something that's not often covered in musicals, and then in my mind, I'm like Avita. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but not not like this, at least. It's it's very kind of dark and gritty mm. and. You know, where I feel like a Vita, that there's still that degree of hope, <laughs> you yeah. know, or, or or there's there's positivity in that one. Um, whereas Assassins, I mean, it's on brand for you guys because the the whole point of Bold Theatre, right, is that you you guys put on the shows that don't, um, you know, normally get as much stage light as the classics, right? Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is, like, I didn't know anything about Assassins, mm. and then the decision was made that we were going to produce it. And then you mention it to a few people, and they go, oh, I've heard of that. And I, I saw that overseas, or oh, it's amazing. Yeah. There are people out there who know yeah. it, and they go, oh, I want to see that. That's one of my favourite musicals. And I'm going, oh, I didn't even know about it. <laughs> I <laughs> feel so. like it's never been done in Hamilton before. I'm going to make that call. I have no facts to back it up. On that I, one. Yeah, I have not. I mean, again, I'm not a sort of a, a long-standing theatre veteran of Hamilton over the years, but I haven't heard anybody ever mention that it was, no. you know, done back in 1983 or something along those lines. So I'm assuming... I can't imagine it would have been. Yeah. No, it was not in 1983 because yeah. it wasn't written yet. <laughs> Maybe yeah, 1993 or, or yeah. 2003, so, yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you know when it was written? That's a bit of a spot question. Mm, 1991. Yeah. Wow. I was going to say 92, but... Oh, I googled it the other day um, when I did a little post about Stephen Dye and I I, I thought, I need to write what year he wrote this musical. Mm. Okay. And this Google's wrong. Okay, Google, call in. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, and so Assassins is uh, opening at the Meteor, running December 10th to 18th, uh, 7.30pm shows, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, tickets are $40 general admission and $30 concession. Yes, lots of tickets available at this stage. <laughs> at this stage, yeah, but hey, <clears throat> if um, history's anything to go by, they don't exactly. hang around long. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And also, just one thing, it is recommended for... Us. 16 years and older. Oh, okay, that's going to be my next question. We're so, so on the same um, page, Ray. Because, you know, it has got... There's a couple of bad words yeah. every now and again and some... Some things. Grittier things. Yeah, but. yeah it gets, gets a bit dark. I've, I think when I had um, Mike Williams, who's uh, in Assassins, he uh, was on um, That's the Ticket a few episodes ago, and we were talking about Assassins because, you know, we'd just gone into level two, and he's like, it's all go, I'm really excited. And I think I was talking to him about how I, like you, Ray, was not too familiar with the show prior to Bold putting it on. And like I've listened, I was talking to Mike, I can't remember if it was on it, on air or off air about how like I still don't feel like I know that much about it even though I've listened to the soundtrack because he's like you can't get the full picture just by listening to it you need to like Mm. see it to believe it almost. I I would fully agree with that sentiment Um, Mm. I think the the song the songs themselves are probably they're maybe compared with other musicals by Sondheim there are fewer uh more pure song numbers that are, you know, standalone as yeah. songs, um, or what you hear on, um, you know, Spotify or something in the recordings have been slightly condensed yeah. so that they mm. exist as such. But I think they really 
come to life even more so when you see it with the the um, the action on stage and you sort of see the characters working through um, those numbers. So I think it, it definitely needs that kind of full context to really be able to appreciate the music. So you heard it here first, guys. Uh, Nick Bray can confirm that you need the full context. <laughs> you need the whole show to get the show, so get on over to the meteor.co.nz and book those tickets. And um, in true bold fashion... You lads have a rehearsal to get off to. So um, as we approach the end of your um, condensed but vastly appreciated appearance on That's the Ticket for like the a millionth time... Um, we I'm, won't be coming back. <laughs> well, to promote assassins, yeah. okay? Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I want to ask you one last question um, that's kind of assassins adjacent. And um, it's okay if you don't have an answer for it because I often ask people this question and sometimes they can't answer it. But... Um, future bold projects is we can tell you this time you can i think the word is already out yes um that we are doing um the new zealand musical uh that a bloody woman which oh. is the story of kate shepherd yeah bit of a bit of a shift in musicals there assassins another, another historical yeah. <laughs> historical lesson um i have to say when i saw that bloody woman when it was touring about three or four years ago mm. i i did see it as a history lesson. Like, yeah. everybody knows of Kate Shepard, but when I came away from the show, I thought, I didn't know she did this or that. She, just what she achieved was totally awesome, and, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, um, it's, it's classed as a, a punk rock yeah, musical, I think, I think, I think which says it all. It's, yeah. yeah. I great, mean, it's classic music. bold. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, you, you are aiming to get that on stage 2022? In August. Okay. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I feel like that's the the catchphrase of today's episode, fingers crossed. Okay. Well, um, keep an eye out on uh, the Bold Theatre Facebook page for more info on that because I assume there's auditions to come and stuff like that. Yep. So if you're keen, um, get along. And, of course, get along to Assassins, guys. But um, to my great friends, I feel like we're great friends because we do this so often. Um, Nick and Ray, thanks for uh, popping in. I really appreciate um, you guys taking the time to come and have a yarn, especially as you're well in the thick of it, getting assassins ready to go on stage. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Um, You're welcome back to talk about a different show. (laughs) But um, I'm going to play you guys out with another Sondheim classic. Uh, This one is from Into the Woods, and it's uh, No One Is Alone.
say what's true. Nothing's quite so clear now. Two things, fight things. Feel you've lost your way. You decide, but you, you are, are not, not alone. Believe me, no one is alone. No one is alone. Believe me. You move just a finger. Say the slightest word. Something's bound to linger. Be heard. No one acts alone. Careful, no one is alone. People make mistakes. Thinking they're alone. I know their mistakes. For their mistakes. Everybody makes one another's terrible mistakes. Witches can be right. Giants can be good. You decide what's right. You decide what's good. Just remember. Just remember. Someone is on your side. While we're seeing our side, our side, maybe we forgot. They are not alone. No one is alone. Hard to see the light now. Just don't let it go. That was No One Is Alone from Into the Woods uh, by Stephen Sondheim, uh, who also wrote Assassins, who I just had on the show. Big thanks to uh, Ray and Nick for joining me for a hot minute in between rehearsals to talk about Assassins. Uh, Very exciting and so stoked that the show is able to go ahead. Um, Running at the Meteor Theatre December 10th to 18th, Um, Tickets are available now online and as we've already um, stated that more have been released with um, the Waikato going into uh, the orange traffic light. And um, just uh, for a little Sondheim sidebar, um, I've mentioned some of his other notable musicals early in the show but I just wanted to wrap that all up because he really was a legend and I feel like we should give him um, a minute. Um, some most notable ones, uh, to me at least, uh, West Side Story, Gypsy, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, which um, was also coincidentally uh, staged by Hamilton Musical Theatre earlier this year. Um, Follies, A Little Night Music, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, Merrily We Roll Along, Sunday in the Park with George, and of course, Into the Woods. 
um, which I just played a track from. And he's had quite a few uh, film adaptations as well. Uh, there's a film of uh, Into the Woods, Sweeney Todd, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, West Side Story, and there is, in fact, a West Side Story film remake coming out at the end of this year. So that's uh, something to look forward to for all you uh, Sondheim fans out there. And uh, now that it's just me uh, for the 72nd episode of That's the Ticket, I figured it's about time to uh, launch into a very important segment on the show. Uh, That's right, it's time for Rick's Pick. And uh, for some context, I have an Uncle Rick, and when he heard I was getting my radio show That's the Ticket, he's like, Cool, um, I'm going to give you a list of songs that I like because he's an avid listener of music and listens to a lot of radio. He's listened to every episode of That's the Ticket and I would say is one of my biggest fans. And so he gave me a list of songs and I'm like, okay, Uncle Rick, every week we will have Rick's pick and every week I have. So um, this means this is the 72nd Rick's pick. We're getting on a bit, aren't we? But um, this week, uh, I've gone, often it's a song that I don't know, and uh, this one is, again, one that I didn't know, but I thought was fitting, um, considering that um, a lot of people in the creative community and the musical theatre community will relate to this song. It's called Missing You by Little Feet, because I feel like we all are um, missing song time right now. So uh, this one's for you, Uncle Rick. Missing you I'm missing you All those lovely things you do I tell you the truth Hurts the way I'm missing you Nashville at sunrise Rain's pounding on Sleepless eyes to witness one more dawn of breaking winter's cold outside. Oh, I broke down and cried. Cause I'm missing you. I'm missing you. All those lovely things you do. Hurts the way I'm missing you 
that was this week's Rick's Pick, Missing You by Little Feet. Um, not bad, Uncrick. Not bad. Um, as I said, song I hadn't heard before until today, but uh, fitting. And um, it's always good to kind of broaden your musical horizons. That's the fun thing about um, having the Rick's Pick segment on That's the Ticket, actually. I feel like I've heard songs that I potentially would never have heard um, if it wasn't for this segment. But uh, now to another popular section on the show, uh, one of my favourites. I say one of my favourites because I kind of only have two reoccurring segments on the, on That's the Ticket. But uh, upcoming events, uh, and with Kirikiriroa and Waikato moving into Orange on the 3rd of December, uh there's a lot more opportunity for live events to be happening. So uh, it's, it's def- things are definitely moving up. It's an exciting time, um, and it's sure looking like uh, 2022 can be a real cracker of a year if we keep um, going the way we're going. But uh, in no particular order, um, Assassins, uh, Bold Theatre's latest musical and obviously the focus of today's uh, episode is running at the Meteor from December 10th to 18th with 7.30pm shows. Tickets are available now for $40 general admission and $30 concession. Uh, don't worry, as per every week, I will be putting up the kind of links to tickets and show information with the podcast of That's the Ticket. So just keep an eye on the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page. And if you haven't liked it, now's a good time to do it. And um, while you're doing that, might as well um, jump on over to the Free FM Facebook page and give that one a cheeky like because um, Free FM are really cool and they help um, stream cool community-created media like That's the Ticket. But to the events, uh, Beauty and the Beast Jr., I was lucky enough to catch up with Tony Garson, the director of that show, for episode 71. Podcast is available now. You can find That's the Ticket on Spotify. But uh, Beauty and the Beast Jr. is running January 2022, um, the 18th to the 22nd. There are 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. shows daily, and they have a couple of 7 p.m. shows too. Um, I have heard through the grapevine that they've already managed to sell out a couple of shows, um, which is pretty fast because I believe tickets only went on sale um, uh, like a week or so ago. So um, mahi pai to the Hamilton Musical Theatre team. So Beauty and the Beast Jr. is running at Rivoli Theatre in the new year. Tickets are available through iTicket. Um, That's a family-friendly show, so if you're looking for some uh, New Year entertainment for the Fano, definitely check that one out. Um, over at Clarence Street, uh, they've got comedian Ursula Carlson scheduled to come through on February 11th and 12th um, in 2022. I keep plugging the show because I um, personally am a big fan of her work. So if you came for a laugh, and I would say we probably all are at this point in the year, then um, I'd recommend um, hopping on the Clarence Street website and grabbing your tickets for that. Um, now to Hamilton as a whole. Uh, Boone Hamilton Street Arts Festival has um, been running. Uh, all the murals have been finished, so you can pop on down to uh, Liverpool Street, which is off Victoria Street, kind of near um, Mill Street Pack and Save, and check out the um, latest murals. Um, 
there's a lot of cool stuff out there. There's even a cheeky Batman. Um, you have to see it to believe it. But um, I highly recommend going and having a wander and checking that out. Uh, Boone this year was also um, online because it was going on in level two. So I'd highly recommend checking out the Boone Hamilton Street Art Instagram website and or Facebook pages where they've got some really cool content there, um, videos of murals being created and interviews with artists and stuff like that. So it's a really easy and cool way that you can get involved with the festival um, from afar and kind of delayed so you know if you, if you couldn't be there when the action was going down you can look at it retrospectively and it's actually quite cool highly recommend um, and then Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival so it's just around the corner with the festival set to run February 18th to 27th uh, the full program hasn't dropped yet but there have been uh, snippets on the Hamilton Gar- Gardens Arts Festival social media and um, I've been having a snoop on their website, obviously, because as soon as they launch that program, you know that I'm going to be plugging it on That's the Ticket because I'm a big fan of the festival. But I've actually just seen that um, they have gift vouchers available on their websites, website right now. So if you're looking for, a, for Christmas presents, then you can buy your loved ones or yourself um, an artistic experience, um, you know, tickets to shows or you can buy the vouchers now and then they can just be redeemed for whatever the um, voucher holder chooses to use them for which I think is a really cool idea and actually on that Christmas present note um, now more than ever yes we're moving to orange but it's uh, vital to be supporting uh, the arts and the venues you love a lot of places have had to um, cancel majority of their programming uh, due to COVID-19 Um, even though we're kind of moving out now, there just hasn't been enough time to get stuff ready. So the end of 2021 um, is not necessarily looking merry for a lot of local venues. So now more than ever is an important time to be checking out the fundraising or support us pages on your favourite venues websites. For example, uh, Rivoli Theatre have been selling tea towels and drink bottles through their um, Facebook page and website and the Meteor are selling biobricks. They have their uh, Merry Brickmas uh, biobrick discount running at the moment, uh, which is worth checking out. You can read about that on the Meteor Facebook page. And they also have just launched a line of T-shirts. So um, there's a lot of cool creative stuff happening that isn't necessarily linked to events, so I highly recommend checking that out. And uh, now as we're approaching the end of this episode of That's the Ticket, I'm going to take the time to... uh, play a song and talk about something that I've been uh, kind of putting on hold for a wee bit. And I know that sounds ominous. Don't worry. It's just Taylor Swift's latest album. Um, Because on the down low, I'm a bit of a Taylor Swift fan and uh, she's been re-recording and re-releasing her old albums as Taylor's versions. And um, obviously one... There's one song that's kind of been doing the rounds on radio since it dropped a couple of um, weeks ago and in the media. And it's uh, Taylor's version of All Too Well, the 10-minute version. And the reason there's been a lot of talk about the song, or one of the reasons, is because it actually broke like a... It's something like a 50-year-old record or something like that for 
a over 10 minute song to like reach uh, number one in the top charts, which I just think is incredible for a kind of a song of that length to be doing so well. So I'm happy to uh, about to be part of the reason why this song holds that record, because of course I'm going to play it. Um, It's not every day you get to play a uh, 10 minute song on your show. So I've been Hannah Mooney. Uh, This has been That's the Ticket. And I'll catch you next week. Ka kite and enjoy all too well. Dance around the kitchen in the refrigerator
who's returning half her weight and did the twin flame bruise paint you blue just between us did the love affair maim you too cause in this city's barren cold I still remember the first fall of snow and how it glistened as it fell I remember Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.